One of the biggest setbacks most of us face when it comes to life and money is that we don't have any clear direction of where we want to go or how we want to end up or who we want to be. We sort of just drift. And a lot of times not having an intention set for our life is why we end up splurging on things that give us a small burst of joy rather than a direct call or purpose. Hey there, I'm Renee, a self-proclaimed shopaholic turned minimalist. In just three years, my family and I downsized our house, paid off debt, and I learned to make passive income online so I could work anytime, anywhere. We did all of this in pursuit of a life of more freedom, flexibility, and fun. And the crazy part is, the more I detached from my stuff, the more I was able to let go of pesky habits like people-pleasing, saying yes to everyone, and being who I thought I was supposed to be rather than showing up authentically as who I am. That's why I want you to see the Unstuffed podcast not as a place for all things decluttering and organizing, but rather as a place where together we can unload it all. From donating those pants that no longer fit to bidding adieu to those relationships that have run their course, I want you to see our time together as a time where you can unwind, let go, come as you are, and there is no need to apologize for the mess. So let's shed some layers, drop some dead weight, and start living a little less stuffed. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome back to the Unstuffed Podcast. I don't have any new reviews to read for you guys today. So if you haven't left a review yet and you're a longtime listener, take the time and do so so that I can read your review and then I can read it back to you, my beautiful listeners. As you guys probably know or have heard, I started a program called Shopping Rehab, and I did this in hopes of helping any of my fellow shopaholics learn how to not just quit shopping, but how to spend smarter and still buy things that you love. Because the truth is, you know, we need to actually enjoy spending and doing it in a more aligned, um, you know, high vibe way is the ultimate goal rather than just stop spending, stop spending, because that doesn't work. You know, how many people do you know that are smokers and have been told stop smoking, stop smoking, (laughs) and it just doesn't work. Thankfully with shopping, you know, I've come to this realization that there are so many better tools at our disposal than we realize that can help us still shop, still buy things that we like without having major regret. Because I cannot tell you the number of times that I sat in my walk-in closet surrounded by clothes and shoes and new purchases filled with stuff that I didn't need. So bags of the stuff that I just knew I didn't need. Going on shopping sprees almost became like a blackout bender for me. Most of the time, I wasn't even really thinking. I was just grabbing and buying until I got home and was hit with this realization that I had spent too much money on stuff I didn't need again. These moments can be filled with so much shame and resentment. Um, It's hard not to beat ourselves up over these mistakes. But the truth is, doing that won't change the outcome. 
After years of actively working to break my bad spending habits and create a home and closet filled with things that I love and intentionally chose, uh, I have a few words for you if you are fresh off a shopping bender or if you can relate to that guilty feeling of, oh my God, I bought stuff I don't need, now what? One of the biggest setbacks most of us face when it comes to life and money is that we don't have any clear direction of where we want to go or how we want to end up or who we want to be. We sort of just drift. And a lot of times not having an intention set for our life is why we end up splurging on things that give us a small burst of joy rather than a direct call or purpose. Setting an intention for the kind of life that you want to live is the first thing that I teach in shopping rehab because it's so important to first get clear about what you want and then build a life off of that idea. The thing is, a lot of us are guided emotionally by our purchases. Think about it. How many times have you gone shopping because you were stressed and you were just looking for something to make you feel better? How many times have you purchased something because As soon as you saw it, it gave you a little shot of serotonin and made you feel really excited. Maybe it was really cute. Maybe it was perfect for somebody else. Um, Or maybe it just made you laugh. And without realizing it, a lot of us have let our emotions do the shopping for us, which is why it's so important to stay one step ahead of those sneaky little emotional triggers. One genius way to stay a step ahead of your emotions when it comes to shopping especially impulse shopping, is to have a bigger emotional goal in mind. For example, if you are committed to the idea of living a life where you are free to travel at a moment's notice, no destination is off limits. Hold this reminder in your brain when you find yourself debating whether or not you should drop $300 on Amazon purchases you know you don't need. Having this bigger emotional attachment, kind of being able to have this place where we go in our minds can help avoid so much heartache when it comes to overspending. And the good news is the better you get at filtering through physical clutter, the more you can clear through the mental and emotional clutter that keeps you stuck in the cycle of overspending. If this is an area where you struggle, I highly recommend grabbing my shopping rehab guide to help you sort through and get a better idea of what your bigger goals might be. If you are kicking yourself for buying stuff you didn't need, partially because you spent money you didn't have, I definitely consider planning your spending splurges to be one of the smartest things that nobody's talking about. You know, we don't necessarily have to feel guilty every single time we buy something new or spend on something unnecessary. Instead, just being a little bit smarter about our spending can go such a long way. Every month, Tom and I have budgeted an amount of money that we transfer to our cash app account. This is something I talk about in Shopping Rehab, and I will leave the cash app link in the show notes. But having the cash app on hand has been so handy because it gives us each our own separate little debit cards. Rather than having to open up a new bank account, we can just transfer money right into the app. And we are allowed to spend money on whatever we want. These are each our own fun money accounts. The best part of this is Cash App will send you a debit card so that you can use that to spend instead of your regular debit or credit card. Like I said, you don't need to open up a second checking account. You can do it all right through the Cash App. 
After each purchase that you make, you get a notification via text message letting you know how much you spent and you can easily check the app to see how much you have left. Um, I like this because it's less math. It's kind of like, rather than having to think, okay, how much do I have left? I spent this, I spent this, I spent this. How much do I, it just tells you, you've got five bucks left. You've got 20 bucks left. You've got $170 left, whatever it might be. Having the cash app on hand is a great way to separate your money so that you can spend it however you want to. It's free for splurging. Um, and there's really no guilt to it then because you know that that's what that money is for. First and foremost, which I suppose is too late to say since I'm not saying it first, but the most important thing I want you to remember is that you cannot change what has already been done. That goes for spending too much money buying clothes or for any other mistakes in life. A lot of times we trick ourselves into thinking that punishing ourselves is necessary when in reality, all it does is keep us standing still and it prevents us from taking action to make quality change. So if you tend to be one of those people who gives yourself a major guilt trip, sits in your bed, cries, feels mad at yourself, pissed off at yourself, maybe you want to defend yourself to your spouse because you have like this guilty conscience and you know you spent money that, you know, was either not aligned with your highest self at that time or money that you maybe didn't have. Here are some ideas of what you can do. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, accept your current reality, and decide what you can control from here. This is such a powerful tool to have at your disposal when it comes to shopping vendors or anything else. So often we beat ourselves up about the past, which we no longer have control over, it's gone. But what we can do is ask ourselves what we can do going forward. What do you actually have control of in this moment? As much as it would be nice to just go around and keep changing the past, the truth is none of us would ever move forward if we did that. All we have is the present moment that we are given. And when we accept that, we, gives, we give ourselves this power to begin taking step towards a better future. Now, if you are able to return the items that you purchased on a whim, this is something you should definitely take advantage of. It's not uncommon for us to make huge spending mistakes and then convince ourselves that they are uncorrectable. This is hardly ever the case. Go back to the store, click the return option item online, and commit to getting your money back for something that you know isn't going to be best used by you. Writing your wrongs will of course take a few extra steps, but taking them can be so good to help you pause before you make the same mistake again. Now, I remember having to return items and I felt so much humiliation walking into the store because I just knew, quote unquote, everyone was judging me. Deep down, I thought that each sales clerk knew how I overspent again and that they were somehow judging me for slipping up again. I let the fears of being judged stop me for so long from taking action or returning items. The day I bit the bullet, sucked up my pride and went back to the store is still a day I remember. It was Charlotte Russe. I hung my head the whole time, but then you know what happened? I went home and felt a huge sigh of relief. Getting that money back on my already overspent credit card felt so much better 
than the slight discomfort of walking back in there. The humiliation and extra effort of returning clothing I didn't need and spent too much on was far easier to endure than looking at those clothes every day, reminding me of how bad I'd screwed up. Now I'm a pro at returning stuff. I do it all the time with zero guilt. And here's something I want you to know. The salespeople are not judging you. They're just making a return. They probably don't remember you. (laughs) I love you. You're amazing. But they probably don't remember you. When you're bringing in these clothes to return, they don't know what your credit card situation is. They don't know that you've screwed up and spent too much. All they know is that you're returning items and you can play it so cool, cool as a cucumber and say, yeah, I just didn't really like any of these things. Mm, Wasn't really good for me. No, this was just too big. Whatever it might be, no one is going to assume this terrible, awful thing about you. And if they are, that's on them. More often than not, our emotions are what take over and convince us that we need to spend all of our money on brand new stuff. Those same emotions convince us that we need to keep all of this brand new stuff. We think whatever we're buying will suddenly fill some massive void that we have. And we think if we return stuff, people are going to judge us harshly or we're going to, I don't know, just be smited instantly and burst into flames. You can counter these intense emotions by focusing on what you already have and getting crystal clear about the things that you love the most. Ask yourself, what continually brings me joy? Which outfits do I wear over and over again? Knowing this information can be so helpful to slowing our spending and helping us align with and get more clear about what we really want our wardrobe to look like. I had an amazing podcast discussion recently. It's episode number 61 ditching clearance sales and finding your perfect style with Jen from Everyday Style, where she kind of walks us through different ideas on how to make sure all the clothes in your closet are absolutely loved by you. And the more you can do this, the fewer shopping mistakes you make. And lastly, are there items that you've purchased with zero regret? Things that you know that have paid off over and over again? Are these purchases things? Maybe they're experiences Maybe they were flipping the bill for a babysitter so that you can take a night out every now and then. What spending always, always pays off. Keep these in mind for the next time you're feeling the need to spend on a lower vibe type of spending. Take the time to become aware of what does enhance your life and practice gratitude for all of it. When we are in a state of gratitude, we naturally slip out of a state of lack and want. Plus, when you start to recognize the items that continually fill you up, you start to look at the stuff in the stores more differently. I recently picked up a shirt with the Goonies logo on the front. It was a cute, simple t-shirt, and I love the Goonies. I was about ready to buy it when I had to remind myself that I have purchased and never worn many t-shirts like this in the past. So I put it back. I know I had like a Pizza Planet one. I have a Hulk Hogan one sitting in my drawer from Halloween right now. And the truth is I really don't put it back on. So as much as you might think you love an item, kind of going back and reevaluating how you've really shown up in the past can be so beneficial to helping you pause those spending slip ups. If you have the habit of late night Amazon shopping, take extra steps. Remember they help in the long run that will make this 
habit harder. So for example, you can set a time limit on your phone. You can unsave credit card information from this, from these stores, whether it's Amazon or something different. You can create a phone wallpaper of a purchase you're working to save for so that you are encouraging yourself not to impulse spend. As humans, we naturally gravitate toward things that are easy and fast to accomplish. So if you want to break a bad habit, make doing that bad habit way more difficult and make the good habits way more easy. Lastly, it's important to remember to reward yourself for saving. Instead of not just spending your money and living with that constant anxious feeling inside, try rewarding yourself each time you don't buy something. You know, when people are on diets, they say like, don't reward yourself with a cupcake or whatever it might be. Now I can get into that, but that's a whole different topic. When it comes to shopping, however, I encourage you to reward yourself. Put up a big travel fund for yourself. And if you are able to empty an online cart or put items away in the store without buying them, take the money that you would have spent and stash it into your travel fund. You could easily do this by downloading the cash app and transferring funds to a splurge account, or you could set up a savings account for yourself. If so, I always recommend a high yield savings account. I'm going to link to my favorite one in the show notes. Now, answer this for me. Have you found a method that works for you to undo the damage of impulse purchases? If not, my top recommendation to you is to not only come join me in shopping rehab, but learn how to attach your wants to a bigger, deeper emotional goal. Because when you do this, it helps you shake free from those quick impulses that tell you that you're going to get something amazing from a fast purchase. When in reality, you probably want something way bigger and more amazing. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love until next time.